Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Contract Crunchers, where we're on episode three now, and we're we're flipping the tables again, and we're going to be talking about the defensive side of the ball. We're going to be talking about the defensive linemen, the edges, the people that get down, get that, that get down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, usually a position that doesn't go as noticed as other positions, but yeah, they work hard, they have to fight their battles with the offensive linemen. Definitely down and dirty. No, yeah, truly, truly a tough position to play. And, and before we get started, once again and always, a huge shout-out to the Jason Taylor Foundation and the Christian Sports Program that they started at Tempest Bay High School and a lot of high schools around Broward County and the Tri-County area. And with that being said, let, let's get to it. Yeah, we have a couple of players to highlight today that showed the defensive line position pretty well, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And the first of all is Christian Wilkins. I mean, he had a rough start to the season. Everyone was saying, oh, trade him, trade him, trade him. But he, he showed his worth. I mean, at least a group job, I mean, says, is been saying that. But I, I thought we should keep him. So he's, he's, he's still on his rookie contract, fifth-year option maybe, right? Yeah, he's on his fifth-year option right now. He wanted a new contract at this um, off-season. This, this off-season. He held out for like a week, but at the end of the day, he came back. He said he wanted to play this season for the Dolphins. He didn't want to. He loves Miami. Yeah, he loves Miami, and I do believe something there will be done. But right now, he's just on his rookie contract, getting ten mil. Yeah, well, with the fifty-year option, he's getting ten mil. Before that, he got a four-year, fifteen million dollar contract. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad, but he was like. A- 13 overall pick. And just, just a standard contract for, uh, for a mid yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, it's fully guaranteed and whatnot. And I mean, we we saw, um, listen, Zach Sealer get his his contract extension. So we we assume that Christian Wilkins at least soon will get his, or otherwise he's gonna hit undrafted free agency, and who knows what will happen when that happens. Yeah, but um, Christian Wilkins has been a very disruptive force on that defense. He's definitely logged a lot of sacks, a lot of tackles. He's a great run protector. Oh, yeah. And he's just developing his game as a pass rusher, too, lately. And he he had a great game last game versus the Eagles. I mean, unfortunately, we lost the game, but he, along with David Long, showed out completely. And so I think he'll probably get around... Maybe like 12, 13, 14, 15 mil next, next year, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think upwards of that for sure. I think you'll probably get around a $20, $20 million contract. Yeah, we saw the the Giants um, defensive tackle that be took in the same draft, Dexter Lawrence, I believe. Yeah, the nose tackle for them. Yeah, um, and a couple other DTs get their yeah, extension. Contract. Yeah, so we assume if the Dolphins don't really you know, back out, don't really want to pay him, that they will pay him a, a good amount of money. And he he will get his bag eventually. Hopefully this offseason by the Dolphins, but if not, he'll get his bag by, by someone else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I believe the same thing. Very diver- deserving player, but I think we should highlight what really made this defensive tackle position as large of a, not yeah. large, but really inflated the salaries. It was a huge contract given at the time. I mean, yeah, it was like no, six years, 135 million a year. How much is that per year? 
That's $22.5 million a year, which is almost quarterback money at that time. That was just a huge number, an unprecedented number for... Back in uh, 2018, too. For a, Yeah, for a non-quarterback player, that was, I think... I believe that was the highest paid contract to a non-quarterback. Yeah, 40 mil signing bonus, 50 guaranteed at signing, and 86, 87 guaranteed throughout the whole contract, which is insane. Like, that's like what Patrick Mahomes did when he got his half a billion, dollar, half a billion contract. Changed, changed the whole market. I mean, it was just really, really insane to just have that. Like, at the time, you're like, how do they afford this? This got me. He's amazing, game changer, but how do you afford him? Yeah, I mean, at the time, I believe they didn't have, they just got Jared Goff as a contract. So, about those quarterbacks that have rookie contracts, I mean, you can build around them. And that's what they got to do with Aaron Donald because at the time, they just signed Jared Goff to his rookie contract. They just drafted him first overall. And then he obviously performed to expectations, maybe even outreached them with that contract. Yeah, and then he was gonna retire. He was he was contemplating retiring, and then he he didn't. They they resigned him to a to a three year ninety five, nearly a hundred million dollar contract, which is thirty two million dollars a year. Strong number that's again. Fast. Salary for a non quarterback, right there. No, it really is. It really is. And like he he's basically the QB of, of that defense, and a play that he does changes the momentum of of everything. Like he. He had a huge play at um, versus the Bengals in the Super Bowl that was on a fourth down, I believe, and that won them the game. Yeah, I, I think you put it perfectly. He's the quarterback of that defense, and so he's getting that quarterback money. I mean, he's getting the same amount of money right now as Jimmy Garoppolo probably is with the Raiders, I think, and he's an NFL. Oh, for starter. sure. Yeah, he like with without Aaron Donald, that um that defense really wouldn't be where it's at right now. I don't think they have many other um, defensive tackles that can do what they do. I mean, in the league in general, and they don't have the best safety, the best corners, the best linebackers. So they need someone up front to get pressure fast, or at least to take two or three offensive linemen to just block him. So the other, um, not the best tackles, I mean, not the best defensive tackles. Not as elite as him, but definitely. So it's just easier on them. So he takes all the attention up. He takes all the tackles, all the all the guards, all the centers. So someone has a one-on-one matchup or just a free runner to the QB, which is which is ideal. Yeah, definitely, definitely more than ideal. It's just going to disrupt the quarterback flow and really help them out. And that's why that's why they awarded him with that three-year, ninety-five million-dollar contract again. With yeah, I mean, it was it was forty-six guaranteed at signing, and all of it was guaranteed. So he could gone injured and still um, just get all the money. But they did have an out in 2024. They do have it now in 2024, um, which will just leave them with 33 and a half mil of dead cap. So it's not terrible because if he's considering retirement, you'd rather have 33 and get dead cap, dead cap than just waste 95 mil. Yeah. So with this being said, I, I do know Aaron Donald is an elite player. I do understand that. He's a nine-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro. But these players are looking at this contract and seeing that they want to get money near this when they're an elite defensive tackle too, or defensive tackle or defensive line. And any person on the defensive line, they just want to get this type of money and this type of security for their future. Yeah, because being on the D-line, like you're playing every snap. You, you barely get substituted. 
and you're you end up on the floor basically every player. You get hit every play, so it's it's really tough being a defensive tackle. And we see on Instagram the the body transformations that Aaron Donald has. He is like a he's like a ten pack, maybe a twelve pack, and huge muscles. And just it's crazy what he does to get his body ready throughout the season and what he does during the off season with all his workouts with knives and whatnot. It's it's truly like he he has worked so hard for that money and he deserves it. Yeah, and likewise have the other defensive tackles too. I mean, they have to put their body on the line each and every week that they play. I mean, same thing with the offensive tackles too, but it's just the opposite side, opposite side, opposite side of the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Took you a couple tries. That's a tongue twister. Yeah, but seeing examples of how this contract is like shifted the whole entire defensive line market would be the Chris Jones contract. Chris Jones with um, Kansas City, he held out because he wanted a, he already had a contract extension, but he wanted a larger contract extension. He felt that the money that was being given to him was just not justified, and so he held out for a game. And the defense looked that one game we it got wasn't to, that good. Yeah, we got to see a Kansas City Chief team without their quarterback of the defense. I mean, granted, they also didn't have Travis Kelsey, but having Chris Jones, I think, or we think, is more important than than having Travis Kelsey. Although Travis Kelsey, you know, with Taylor Swift, that's a whole other podcast. Hopefully not, but we'll, we'll see about that. But he's just truly that influential. He was just standing in, in the box and just not doing anything, and the defense was just getting cooked. I mean, the Lions' offense. It's not bad. I mean, it's pretty good with Jared Goff. I mean, they're, they're a top five team right now in the NFL for sure. But the thing is that the defense, the problem was the defense just didn't look the same. There were the pressure to on the to the quarterback was just not there. And as Josh referenced earlier, when you have an elite defensive line person, they take up two people, three people at a time, and they get the others open. But when that one person isn't there, the whole entire defensive line just gets. Yeah, the, the QB has, has 20 seconds to make a read, and no no cornerbacks, no safeties could cover a guy for that long, no matter if you're the best of the best. No one could do that. Yeah, exactly. And so Chris Jones, obviously, he had to, he had to look out for his future. He wanted more money set up for future generations. And so he got a one-year $19.5 million contract out of holding out. And... It, it obviously doesn't give him much security with future years, but for this year, he's getting a higher salary for putting his body on the line. And with this contract, it's inflating the other contracts as well because Chris Jones was given after the after the Aaron Donald contract. Yeah, I mean... Three-year, $95 million contract. Yeah, what Jason Katz did, his agent, and what Chris Jones did was brilliant, just, just holding out just showing the Chiefs that you need me more than I need you. So basically, he held out and it, it worked out for the better of him and the Chiefs. Are, they haven't game, lost the game after that, right? Um, I no, I, 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 I think they did lose the game. I'm not sure. But, but they're, they're still one of the best teams. Yeah. And one of the best defenses because of, of Chris Jones. And he, yeah. he deserves every bit of, bit of money. And another example of someone holding out in order to gain this type of Aaron Donald money, per se, 
is Nick Bosa with the 49ers. He held out during the offseason. Yeah. And, you know, it, it did work out for him in the end. He, it took him a couple months to for him to get the contract from the 49ers. But no, he got he got a hefty contract with five years, 170. That's 30, $34 million a year. There you go. And 88 guaranteed at signing. And basically the whole contract guaranteed 122 mil, which is the majority of it. And he's 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 making good money. He he disrupts every play he's on and when he's not on the fields, the announcers would be like, Guys, Nick Bosa is on the fields, that they might score a touchdown. But when he's on the fields, you you know that if they run the ball, he's not the the, the running back's not getting past the five yard line. Not getting past five yards. So he's like yeah, he's definitely a potent force on that 49ers line. That's a good SIT work side. Thank you, thank you. I've been studying up, but yeah, that's that's a that's a huge player right there for them, and they they had to lock that one up. But I think the 49ers are unique in that they really understand, they really like buy into that philosophy that the defensive line is the heart of the defense. They have four former first round picks on their defensive line. They have yeah, because if the, the QB has no time to throw the ball. He has no time to throw the ball. He can't throw the ball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Four former first-round picks are Javon Kinla, Arik Armstead, um, Nick Bosa, and then they had DeForest Buckner, but they traded him away, and they just signed Vernon Hargreaves to a huge contract yeah. for a defensive tackle. Yeah, he was with the Eagles last season, right? Yeah. Possibly. Sorry for mispronouncing his name. Jason Hargreaves. But yeah, he is the fourth highest paid player in on their team. If, if you look at their on the defense, on the defense. yeah, on the defense. If you look at their top five paid players or top four paid players on the defense, it three. goes Arik Armstead, Nick Bosa, and Jason Hargrave are three of the four. And yeah, three of them are on on the ta- on the on the line. So that shows where. Um, their GM is, is putting the influence. Yeah, John Lynch com- is committed to putting down the money in the trenches to further develop his defense. Because yeah, everyone says you, you win on the defense, like defense with championships, and if you win in the trenches, you most likely win the game. So that's why their defense is amazing. The QBs they go against will have any time to throw the ball at all. When they run the ball, when they when people run the ball against them, they can't because they, they fill up the holes, which are so big. Javon Kinlaw is huge out of University of South Carolina, I believe. Go go Gamecocks. Um, but, and they also... <gasps> former first-round pick. Yeah, former first-round pick, fourth overall pick by the Raiders at the time. It was kind of a surprise pick, I believe, but... That was, yeah, it was. He, he kind of flamed out, but he, he's trying to build back his career with the 49ers. We hope give him the best of luck. And then, yeah, like last week when they played against the Vikings, they they, had, they got no pressure. So this shows that, and they lost the game. And I think it was a close game, 22-19-ish. Yeah. It was a close game. So they, they weren't able to get the pressure. So that's why their, their defense struggled. Um their offense also struggled with um, Brock Purdy throwing a couple of interceptions, but had they got more pressures, more sacks, and whatnot, you know, Kirk Cousins wouldn't have much time to throw the ball, so he would not have been able to find 
TJ Hawkinson and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do agree with that assessment right there. But yeah, 49ers are a great example. I think the Dolphins are also a great example of staying committed on spending money on that defensive line. I mean, yeah, we, we spent money on Zach Sealer, as I mentioned. We have Christian Wilkins, Bradley Chubb, Raquan Davis, Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. Oh, love him. But yeah, we, tr- we traded for. Uh, we traded for Bradley Chubb from the Broncos for a first round pick. That was a bit of, the, of a stretch, but he's this season. If you can yeah, put you, up the numbers. But he got he got a huge contract, a five year, one hundred ten million dollar contract, twenty two million dollars annually. It's a huge contract, but this year he's really impacting that defense. He's tied first for the number of forced fumbles by any player in the league with three forced fumbles this year. It's just great statistics he's putting up, and he's really doing impact plays. Really, and with this investment that they've made, he's really paying off, and he's really stopping the. Yeah, he's setting the edge, getting sacks, getting pressures. Same with Jalen Phillips. I mean, if you have people on the edge and the interior, then running backs have no place to go. I mean, the Eagles they're the, the second best running attack, and we held them to under fifty yards, definitely under hundred yards. Yeah, 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 we did. We we held them. The only thing that killed us was was Jalen Hurts. That really hurt us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it was a, it was it was a it was a good game. They were getting a lot of turnovers too because of pressure created by the defensive line. Jalen yeah, Hurts we, was forced we, to make some ill-advised throws. Yeah, that that interception, pick six by Jerome Baker. Yeah. That's pure karma. Karma. Yeah, yeah, but. Those picks were definitely created by pressure that was surrounding him and him having to make one of those ill-advised throws that he usually wouldn't make if he had a clean pocket and enough time to throw. Yeah, and their, their line's one of the best in the league, so it was it's unusual for him to get pressured that much. And, I mean, it clearly made a difference in the game, but not enough. It still did make a difference. Yeah, yeah. And one more example of how we see players holding out is with TJ Watt. From the Pittsburgh Steelers, he also held out this offseason. We had a lot of defensive line players holding out this offseason. A lot of holdouts. But TJ Watt also held out. But over time, the Steelers came through and they got him a four-year, $112 million contract. I mean, he had 35 and a signing bonus. He's making 28 mil a year, basically. And he's guaranteed 80 mil. So basically half his contract, give or take. Not a bit more than half. And it's he's he's making good money and he's putting up the stats to prove it. And yeah, he he is definitely putting up the stats to prove it. He has a lot of sacks already this year. It's only been seven games, and he has um, eight sacks, I believe, in the year already. And it's just great production from one of the best players, I would say, in draft league for defensive line. Yeah, and two years ago he had. 22 and a half sacks. I think that was a record or tied record with Mike Strahan. And yeah. he he really balled out two years ago. Last year, he was injured, but every game that he, he was a part of, I think, the, the, the Steelers won. So he's also, like Aaron Donald and everyone else, the QB of the defense because without him, with their backup, then they're probably going to lose because if they give up more points than they score, you know, the team loses. That's just simple math. Yeah, but we got to see um, TJ Watt, a TJ Watt list defense with last year when he got an ACL injury, I believe, and they just, he couldn't play, and we got to see him 
see the Steelers have to work without him, and it was just hard for it, them. It, it, yeah, they can't work without him. Yeah, I, I think the main goal that I mean, Josh is trying to make is that with pressure on that defensive line, it really impacts and alters the whole entire offense swift plan. Yeah, I mean, the whole season when they when they play, it's just that changes the whole dynamic of how the defense plays, how the offense plays, how many run, how many runs you do, how many passes you do. It's it's a game changer. Yeah, and so this that's probably why all these large contracts are being given out to these defensive line people, and it's totally justified in our opinions. Oh yeah, I mean, they definitely deserve the contracts they're getting. I mean, they're not making as much as the QBs are. But the market has been going up significantly. I mean, we're seeing Miles Garrett put up insane numbers. His body physique, his everything is unreal. And he had a block kick. Yeah, he had a block kick, two sacks, two forced fumbles. Miles He's... Garrett got a huge contract and he completely deserves it as well. Miles Garrett with a five year, $125 million contract. I mean, it's a bit less than TJ Watt. Yeah, I mean, I mean he signed it a, a little bit. Earlier than they did, he started it. He signed at twenty twenty one, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he signed at twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. So it was a little earlier when the market was a little more deflated compared to now. But a very capable player that I believe literally won the game for them. I who's the, the player of the game for that? I mean, seeing him six 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 five two hundred above two hundred pounds jump over an offensive lineman and whoever's blocking him. And block a kick. I mean, it was it was amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just a huge impact. Man. Like you don't see that very often. And he had like two sacks that game. It was just without him, they would have lost that game. Yeah, simple as that. I think I think these players really highlight the point we're trying to make, and I feel like that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yes, and if you have any, the table. any recommendations, QB I and mean, cornerback safety, linebacker, whatever, punter, kicker, long snapper, who knows, just let us know what you want to hear. Maybe you want to hear a franchise, Texans, whatnot. Just let us know. Yeah, and thank you guys. We'll talk to you next time. That's a wrap.